Steve Lance, your host of the Capitol Report on NTD News. If you have not done so yet, please hit that subscribe button to stay up to date with all of the latest news coming out of the nation's capital and beyond. We encounter a great deal of products with the Made in China label in our daily lives, and the social media app TikTok is one of them. TikTok has over 80 million users in America, and most of them are Gen Z. Our next generation is obsessed with the Chinese Communist Party-backed tech product. How concerning is this? I discussed with Nicholas Shalian, former Air Force and Space Force Chief Software Officer. Here's part of our conversation. Nicholas Shalian, thank you so much for joining us. Thanks for having me. Now, Nicholas, if you could give us just a little bit of uh, an idea as to why you blew the whistle. Uh, you were the chief software officer at the Air Force, the first ever. And, uh, you know, tell us, tell us about that. Yeah, so when we uh, started to see the, the, the progression of China and really their uh, advance in hypersonic AI, machine learning, and really everything around uh, cloud adoption and, and really the, 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 the fast pace that they are able to get access to new technologies, particularly through uh, partnerships with uh, a lot of companies and stealing, of course, a lot of the U.S. Uh, intellectual property. That's been something that's been keeping up at night. And, and yet you see you know, complacency in the building, of course, a lot of silos and egos kind of slowing the uh, urgency or, or really at, at the very least, not admitting often that China is uh, leading the way in some of these fields that will, by the way, uh, define uh, who is going to win the next battle. So it's really one of the most important uh, engagements that we've seen. And yet, you know, we hear the leadership uh, talk the talk, but not walk the walk. And so after three years demonstrating, we could get it done. And we've done so with a very small set of people that were able to demonstrate we can actually get things done in the largest behemoth that is the DOD. Uh, we've yet to see a lot of the adoption of these principles of agility and ability to fail fast, learn fast, and don't fail twice for the same reason. So all these, uh, you know, key principles that you see on the commercial side to be able to create innovation and be able to get things done are not yet adopted in uh, DOD. And you see a massive waste of taxpayer money, despite the fact that we spend $800 billion of taxpayer money in DOD. What you really see is about 90% waste. Now, did you find that there were more tech companies that were making concessions to China um, in order to have or gain access to that market? It's always been funny to me how companies you know, don't want to do business with the Department of Defense, and yet many of the employees uh, pay very little attention to what's going on in China with the same companies. And so you've seen employees you know, write protests not to do business with duty, not to get engaged on the weapon side of the department to be able to improve our capabilities like Google. And yet you, know, you, you don't see the same urgency to stay away from the Chinese market. It's a little bit mind-boggling to me, uh, particularly when some of these companies are perfectly willing uh, to take uh, the duty's money when it comes to basic business contracts, you know, things like email and non-weapon-capable you know, weapon -capable technologies. And, and so they, they are fine taking that, that kind of funding, but they have a problem now getting engaged in the real mission that is DOD, which is not about business things. It's about lethality and ability to have the deterrence of all these capabilities. And so uh, that's uh, really concerning because, of course, China has the advantage, of course, to force their companies to do business with them. Now, another company that has uh, even more direct connections to uh, China is TikTok. 
Uh, it's been reported that they're collecting uh, biometric data from Americans, which is being sent and stored in, in China. Um, what type of concerns does that raise? TikTok is, an, is almost a dream come true for the Chinese Communist Party, quite honestly. And the fact that we're so complacent and clueless when it comes to the importance of this and the fact that there's no more urgency from the uh, from Congress really to start taking action against uh, uh, effectively what is an intelligence weapon from the CCP. Uh, you Obviously, if, if we had some term limits and maybe if uh, uh, most of Congress knew how to turn on their phone, that would probably be helpful for them to understand the importance of data and, and, and what you can do with this in terms of uh, machine learning, artificial intelligence capabilities. Effectively, they collect not just uh, vo you know, voice prints, face prints, but also they can see your mood, what you're talking about, who you're talking to. They collect a a lot of information from your devices, including your location and uh, your friends and who you, who you end up intera interacting with. But they can also have the ability to, of course, uh, push specific kind of content and promote uh, content that could be divisive, uh, effectively potentially controlling the next election. Uh, you've seen the leadership at TikTok, of course, pretend that uh, they have the ability to uh, uh, mitigate that. And, and, and But at the end of the day, what we've seen so far in every uh, testimonial from the leadership at TikTok is that the data is di directly flowing back to China. And even US employees have very little understanding of what's going on, if any. And then at the same time, uh, they have to go and reach out to Chinese employees to be able to take some kind of uh, control of that data. So really, despite all the pretense of moving the data uh, when it comes to the US market to the US cloud provider uh, Oracle, uh, that doesn't solve the problem if China has access to the cloud provider. Where do you see this going and uh, how does this end? Well, honestly, if we don't take action, this is going to become a real problem. Of course, we have kind of the same issues, as you know, with the, some of the U.S. social media companies kind of pushing uh, now very, very much a, a political agenda. So that's already not very good for the democracy and the, the ability to control free speech. Uh, despite being private companies, uh, the fact is it's the easiest way to spread ideas. And, and we know for a fact through uh, data analysis that uh, these uh, applications can effectively sway elections up to 5% a pop. So, you know, that, that's significant, right? And, and that can literally control the next elections. Nicholas Shelion, thank you. Thanks for having me. The Chinese Communist Party is in the spotlight following their military action around Taiwan. One U.S. congressman is introducing a new bill aimed at holding bad actors like the CCP accountable. Congressman Tom Tiffany joins us now. Congressman Tom Tiffany, thank you so much for joining us. It's good to join you today, Steve. Congressman, you have a new uh, piece of legislation called the Alien Criminal Expulsion Act, which is geared toward rogue regimes and governments, much like the Chinese Communist Party. If you could tell us about the bill and why you wrote it. Yeah, the ACE Act is in response to Speaker Pelosi's trip to Taiwan when China said that they're no longer going to accept their criminal aliens back. So this bill that we've introduced, the ACE Act, uh, would halt the issuance of visas to uh, people in those countries who are recalcitrant. And it's not just China, but other countries that want to treat America as their dumping ground for criminal aliens. Uh, we will no longer accept visas from their countries under the ACE Act. So, Congressman, if you could just break it down a little bit further, when China, say China stops cooperating with the U.S. Uh, in deportation efforts, what exactly does that mean? 
Yeah, so what happened uh, was Speaker Pelosi made her uh, well-publicized trip to Taiwan, and in response to that, China announced a number of initiatives, I think there was nine points to it, that said that we're going to retaliate in this way in regards to the trip to Taiwan. One of them saying, we're no longer going to accept criminal aliens from China who are in the United States. They're no longer going to accept them back into China. And now I believe President Biden already has the authority to uh, uh, return those people and to stop any issuance of visas from China as a result of China's actions. Um, but this would bolster it. This would put it in statute that says specifically, if you're a recalcitrant country like communist China is right now, not accepting your criminal aliens back into your country from the United States, then we're going to stop the issuance of visas from your country. You know, when you think about the Chinese Communist Party, they've not just all of a sudden become some type of criminal government. Heinous crimes have been part of their modus operandi since they took uh, over China, whether it was killing the students on Tiananmen, uh, various campaigns to kill their own citizens, most recently releasing the CCP virus and allowing it to spread around the world. All things considered, uh, your legislation seems quite reasonable. Yeah, we sure hope that this is going to get bipartisan support. I know uh, we were one of the early adopters when I came into Congress um, to really try to strengthen Taiwan's hands as a um, you know one of those good democracies we have around the world. And you continue to see the communist Chinese um, uh, with their saber rattling and trying to threaten Taiwan. I think this is a very important time for America to stand strong. It is no time for American weakness. That's why we're hoping this message gets to President Biden and the Biden administration, and they should begin to enforce the law that's already on the books. Um, but if that's not going to happen, then I believe it's our duty is to follow through, just as Congress has always been there to defend Taiwan since 1979, when Jimmy Carter made the terrible decision uh, to not recognize Taiwan as a country. Congressman, why do you think we've seen such a reluctance by governments around the world, including the United States at times, uh, to meaningfully hold the CCP accountable? I think when you, all you have to do is look at corporate America, you just need to look at Nike, Apple, um, companies like that. And they so desperately want this marketplace in China that sometimes they will compromise their values. They'll compromise their principles. And that's what some countries are doing also. And uh, some of them are being put in a very difficult spot, like Sri Lanka, which agreed to some money via the Belt and Road Initiative. Now they got to pay it back. They're in a really tough spot. And we keep emphasizing, don't get in bed with communist China if they're going to ultimately extract concessions from you, much like they're trying to do with the United States right now as a result of Speaker Pelosi's trip to Taiwan. America needs to stand strong, and uh, we will prevail in the end, but America has to be strong, and uh, the Biden administration has just shown weakness to the communist Chinese government at this point. It's not serving our interests. Wisconsin Congressman Tom Tiffany, thank you so much. It's good to join you again, Steve. I just want to thank everybody for listening to this episode. If you enjoy our content, please leave us a rating and a review as it really goes a long way in helping us spread the truth. Until next time, I'm your host, Steve Lance at NTD, and we'll see you soon.